Good morning. It is Monday, October 10th, 10, 10, 22. Things that are trending this hour. It is World Mental Health Day. World Mental Health Day aims to raise awareness and uh, mental of mental health issues around the world. Also trending, Tom Brady. He wrote a suspect roughing the passer called a victory over the Atlanta Falcons yesterday. <laughs> it's adding fuel to the claims that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback gets preferential treatment from the referees. Yeah, but the whole thing now. I mean, like the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins was not allowed to return, even though he was cleared by a doctor to return. Like they are, I mean, they have progressively over the past 20 years ruined football and they are driving it ever more forward by this just trying to totally legislate violence out of the game. Yeah, they have uh, changed some of their concussion protocol rules, haven't they? Football is a violent sport. And if you want to say, look, we don't want headhunters in the National Football League in which, you know, guys going across the middle get rocked or guys are leading with their helmets or whatever, okay. But it is a violent game. And when you attempt to legislate violence out of a violent sport, I mean, what's next? In boxing, no hitting in the head. What, <laughs> MMA, no kicking in the face. I mean, come on. It's part of the game. They act like these guys are innocent victims. Mm -hmm. They fully know what they sign up for. By the way, we do want to clarify. The YouTube stream is working again. There's still whatever issue. Apparently, everyone took the weekend off because whatever issue we were having Friday, it still says Hammer and Nigel 10622. So if you just put... WIBC into your YouTube browser. The live stream will pop up just as it did on Friday. It is working. We are there. Hello to everyone. But this idea that these players are in some capacity fools or innocent victims or people who are being, you know, hoodwinked mm -hmm. is ridiculous. There is tangible evidence now that playing football over a long period of time in the National Football League may cause damage to your long-term health. You you know that? Every parent knows that when they sign their kid up for junior football all the way through. You know, shut up and play at this point. Like, we know, we know that. You can't legislate violence out of the game. And is that why they get such uh, estrogen, such large salaries? Of course. Yeah. That's why, that is why part of why the television contracts are so big. It's part of why people spend big money to buy boxing on pay-per-view or MMA on pay-per-view. People like to see legalized violence it's the blood sport of they it. do now again i'm not saying there should be no rules but the tom brady stuff and when doctors are clearing guys to return to the game and then they go no nah, we didn't like how that hit looked what what is that <laughs> finally trending christopher lloyd uh he and michael j fox hugged it out during a comic-con reunion and now a lot of people are reminiscing about christopher lloyd's performance in back to the future it's 10 minutes after nine he's rob kendall my name is casey daniels glad you're here this morning so let's talk about president biden <laughs> he made a visit that we're going to start the show off with him he made a visit friday to hagerstown he was delivering remarks about the state of the economy at the Volvo Group powertrain operations plant. He was praising the manufacturing team. He addressed building the economy from the bottom up and middle out. He spoke for 22 minutes. And during his speech, Rob, yes. add it to the list. Yes. I, I uh, Okay, so Casey... Um, Another gaffapalooza. Look, look, I'm going to take a huge risk here, and I'm going to do, ask us to do an exercise... Mm -hmm on 
the show, okay? So every time I say a word, you put the corresponding number that goes with that word as we're escalating, okay? okay. All right, does sure. that make sense? Yes. All right, made. One. In. Two. America. Three. Three. Okay, that's what I came up with too. Let's try that again. Kevin, let's make let's get a third uh, third <laughs> set of eyes and ears on this. Kevin, would you like to count along with me as I say these words, okay? All right, okay. you ready? Made one in two America. Three. Okay, so we've all come to the conclusion that made in America is three words, correct? Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, Casey, but I learned to count to three at two years old. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States. Let me start off with two words. <laughs> made in America. <laughs> made in America. I did it again. Is in America one word? <laughs> did I miss something? I Okay, so I think you're confused. Oh. He didn't mean made in America. Uh -huh. He meant made in America. Like the the first America, Maiden, or maybe he was talking oh, made about in America. Maiden America. Oh, because I know the Democrats love Christopher Columbus. What with their tearing down the statues or trying to tear the statues down and like what? The first America, it's Columbus Day. Mm -hmm. So it's probably in honor of Columbus Day. It was the Maiden America. Maiden America. Or I got it. That's brilliant. He, he was talking about a a, a young American woman, <laughs> Maiden America. No. Okay. There are pe and there are people who will excuse this and my favorite thing is like people have posted this in sarcasm mm -hmm. and they don't get it and the liberals are on twitter like responding to this about how like their conservatives are doing spoofs on this and the liberals are responding like how stupid you are you can't even count to three mm -hmm. what's wrong with this guy uh don't they have an obligation to disclose that our president cannot even count to three two words dementia <laughs> Look at it. And it's not funny that an old man is losing his marbles, but what else can you do other than laugh at it? Because he he is the leader of the free world and his his inability to control himself or his own party has led is negatively impacting our lives on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So, what am I supposed to do? Go, "Oh, that's terrible." I mean, we have to point this out. Because we have to hope that people this fall will try to do something about it. Well, at least he's not looking for dead people. It's enough. It, I mean, oh, that was just two, three weeks ago. That's a, okay, that is a great point, Casey. What is the more egregious mistake that has happened within the past two weeks of each other, attempting on stage to talk to a dead person mm -hmm. or not being able to count to three? <laughs> wow. I don't know. That's a tough call. And it would be one thing if, you, again, it would be one thing if because all presidents do it, Bush did it, Trump does it, Obama did it, Clinton was a pretty good talker, but even Clinton occasionally would do it. Like, they make mistakes. Sure. It's like over the course of a three-hour show, we are going to say something at some point where you're like, that didn't come out right, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But this guy, it is almost every time he steps in front of a microphone, mm -hmm. and it is in, you know, 10 or 15-minute increments where how hard should it be? Highly egregious things well like, and he's got a prompter right in front of him <laughs> and a script just, I can't, <laughs> made in america I, I just i i i when when will people say this is unacceptable i mean i guess your next opportunity is coming up like mm -hmm. we are almost to the early voting window mm -hmm. so i guess across the country will be from now through november will be people's opportunity to say i've had enough of this but you just look at this and go 
how did our country end up like this? I thought it was really interesting because I went to Google some of his gaffes, and I thought there's got to be a list somewhere. And of course, the New York Post has come out with a list, and they just go right down the calendar. Where's Jackie? September 28th, 22. He, oh, remember when he revealed that he had cancer, but he really didn't have cancer? That was July of this year. Uh, falling off the bike. Oh, remember when the Holocaust was an honor? That was July of this year. I mean, we're talking three, four months here, and these are major, major yes. misspeaks. It's horrific. Yeah. And that's that's our leader. I hope you're proud. Hey, real, real quick before we go to a break, yeah. because uh, I, had po- I just found this out last night, and I posted at Robin Kendall on social media as well as on Facebook. Uh, did unfortunately find out last night that longtime friend of the show, Gary Collins, mm-hmm. had passed away unexpectedly. And many, many people who had heard him on this show really enjoyed uh engaging with Gary and his, his Simple Life Now website uh, and really enjoyed that. So uh, Gary was a phenomenal person, served his country as both a federal agent uh, and a member of the United States military, was great on this show. I was on uh, for a couple of years with Ben's, on the Ben Stein podcast with him. So he was a really great guy. And so I just wanted to make sure people knew that because Gary was a very private person. It was not publicly announced. And so a longtime friend of the show, Gary Collins, unfortunately passed away very young and he will be missed coming up we're going to talk about paypal they're making some changes and it's three words on kendall and casey on 93 wibc good morning it is 921 with kendall and casey on 93 wibc can we just remind everybody by the way congratulations to kevin on the phenomenal way to start the week um, the YouTube, the YouTube stream is up and working. Are you Hammer or Nigel? Uh, I'll be whatever you want. Like I just, <laughs> I want stuff to work, and it is working. You just have to put in WIBC in your YouTube browser again because I don't know. We had a problem. Mm-hmm. We were told the problem had been identified. Uh, but apparently it was not totally fixed, so whatever. Christopher said that he's watching us on his 65-inch TV at home, and he's surprised that your head actually fits in the TV screen. Yeah, hello, Christopher. <laughs> Hope you had a wonderful weekend. But the point is, if you're looking for us online, just put WIBC to your YouTube browser. It still says Hammer and Nigel, and but you can watch us. You can listen to us there. I think the WIBC app is up for some of the people. Uh, it, you can still stream on iHeart as well. I think TuneIn's got it up. So it's slowly but surely coming uh, mm-hmm. coming together, but just search for WIBC if you want to watch the stream today on YouTube. And by the way, you can still go old school and listen to us on the radio where that, it is absolutely free to consume this content. You know, that's a great point, Casey, mm-hmm. and I will take full blame for this. We fail to mention that the vast majority of people still listen to us via the magic of the internet mm-hmm. or the, via the magic of the radio, <laughs> not the internet, I meant yeah. to say. And so we appreciate all of you, the tens of thousands every day mm-hmm. who tune in wherever it might be, and we appreciate those of you who listen on the radio as well. Do you ever use PayPal? No. You 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 probably no. don't. No, no, you don't. You don't do any sort of financial anything online. No, nothing. I I've never really gotten into PayPal either, or or Venmo now, and I feel like I'm falling behind. But PayPal has come out uh, saying that they're going to fine users up to twenty five hundred dollars if they use the PayPal service to promote misinformation. And then they said, oh oh, wait a minute. 
we didn't mean to do that, and they backtracked that. It was part of the PayPal acceptable use policy, which is supposed to go into effect November 3rd. It includes ending, posting, or uh, publicizing messages, content, or materials that don't or do meet a certain criteria. So I guess my big question here with this is, how do you spread misinformation on PayPal? Well, so this is the, so for those who may not know, because uh, look, I, I, I can tell you, I've never ever in my entire life used PayPal for a financial transaction. I know what it is. I know how it works, but I don't use it. So for those you don't know, it's it's basically a money transferring service. It is a way to immediately transfer money. Yeah. From, from... If you have a different bank account than someone mm-hmm. else, it is a universal, you know, eBay, et cetera, mm-hmm. use it. I assume the vast majority of people know what PayPal is, but just in case you don't. So it, it is a, a mega player in terms of the money transferring business like almost everyone universally accepts paypal now in terms of business and it is the it is the major driver in terms of money sharing amongst people i know a lot of people if they have a business where they sell things on ebay and they get paid for that item or service it sometimes can't go directly into their bank account so they go from ebay to paypal to now, the bank account. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me because I buy almost nothing online ever, and the places I do buy things online, if you don't take a credit card, then we just won't do business together. But for people who do, this is, this is a major company, and it is another example, as we have seen with many other mega corporations – that they and, and social media was very similar to this right facebook twitter you do people have to use it no but you get people under a pretense of using it that here are the parameters of using it and then once they have built that into their business plans etc of using that product to market or whatever in this case accept payment then you try to just change the rules and go what are you going to do and thankfully this got caught mm-hmm. and the outcry was high enough that they backpedaled, but this is just another example of mega corporations. Now look, they technically can do, for the most part, whatever they want, because they're not owned by the government, but they were attempting to manipulate and stymie your ability to provide thought on something that has nothing to do with them. And help me understand, Casey, are you a PayPal person? I'm not. Okay. Kevin, you're young. Are you a PayPal person? Yeah, I use PayPal. Okay. Okay. Well, I use it for certain things, like for... uh, my merchandise how would they take how would they find you that's taking money out of essentially your bank account Mm -hmm. they can't do that can they there's no way that would stand up in court it says they're going to liquidate damages of twenty five hundred dollars per violation if you spread misinformation yeah so i don't i don't my dad and i were talking about this the the, uh yesterday i don't even know know how they would do that because it's your money it's in your account they would be basically essentially is the way i'm interpreting like finding you steal it well but it's your money like Mm -hmm. you sold the stuff Mm -hmm. paypal's just a processor and there's a fee for that right you just go in there and take your money that's your money for whatever service or good you provided again thankfully it got caught but it is another another glimpse into how these woke liberal leftist corporations are attempting to choke off your ability to speak and spread information. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC at 927 and you had what you said was the most ridiculous thing in history ever to happen to you. Yes. We're going to get to that. The Rock is in the news and of course Kamala is as well. So all of those things coming up from 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 933. 
It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And uh, I hope you had a good weekend. Thanks for coming back here on this Monday. It's 10 10 22. So you had something interesting that happened to you on Friday uh, or, or ridiculous, as you said. Well, yes. And you know, I have zero shame and zero humility. So I'm more than happy when I do things that I feel others can learn from. Okay. What did you do? What did you do? Did you bend over and your pants ripped? Uh, no, okay. I, would, I wouldn't be embarrassed about that at all. I'd be like, <laughs> don't stare, it. don't stare too long. <laughs> uh, real, real quick before I tell this story about how I just uh, totally made it ass out of myself um don't forget the, the youtube stream is up it is working however the name still says hammer and nigel we're working to get that fixed so if you want to watch us today just go to youtube put kendall and casey or not, don't put kendall and casey just put wibc mm-hmm. wibc into your youtube browser and you can watch as i tell you this terrible story so okay so basically for the past i don't know three plus years i have parked in basically the same spot mm-hmm in our parking garage yeah. every single day. Yeah, I've got a spot too. Like creature of habit, mm-hmm. I park in the garage at generally within one or two spots of each other depending on how many people are mm-hmm. there. And I, as a very hard worker, get here earlier to the building than most people do every day. So there's very rarely any cars mm-hmm. around me. So I'm thinking of a variety of things that are going on. I can't remember exactly what the deal was. Something was on my mind. You know, I'm pulling into work. I'm going up, and I get to my parking spot, and I notice there's, like, three cars there next to me. And I'm thinking, this is weird, but maybe there's some sort of meeting this morning. Maybe there's some sort of, you know, whatever going Mm -hmm. on, and there is an extra need for parking spaces because I attempt to park way away from everyone else. So fine, whatever. Go about my day. Had a fabulous show with you. Went mm-hmm. up with Hammer. Did Dan Dockett's show at 1230. Yep. Uh, great time was had by all. So I'm getting ready to leave the building. I pack my stuff up. I'm walking out. Get up to where my car is supposed to be. It is not there. <laughs> and I'm looking around. I'm looking around. I'm looking, am I on the right floor? Yes, I'm on the right floor. And I'm thinking, okay, something is seriously wrong here. Did you think someone stole your car? Well, so I start looking at the spot where I know I parked my car because I know vividly where I parked my car in relation to where they have uh, those, I guess they're fire extinguishers Mm -hmm. all throughout the garage. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking there, I'm saying the car was right here, Mm -hmm. but it's not. (laughs) So I look down, I'm thinking, was the car stolen? And I'm looking around, there's no glass. It's not like the car was, you know, you would have had to smash a window or whatever. And by the way, of all the cars you were going to steal in a parking garage, my car would be like the last one someone would steal. So I'm thinking, okay, first one, nobody broke into my car because there's no glass or anything. So then I started thinking, maybe someone is playing a prank on me. Maybe this is like Hammer and Nigel doing something <laughs> disgusting. And then I realized, no. You're thinking, you're looking around for the camera. Well. Like, are you getting punked right now? But then it dawns on me, okay, dummy, mm-hmm. there's no possible way that happened mm-hmm. because my car, as I've told many people, is very similar to what Fred Flintstone drove in the cartoon, and you have to have a key to get into the car and start mm-hmm. the car. I have the only key. There's no way. I had the key with me at all times. There's no way somebody you know, moved the car without my knowledge. Right. Because they're not renting a tow truck. They're not calling AAA and going to that sort of expense. Okay, so I eliminate that. Then I'm thinking, it comes back to me, he goes, okay, the there's no way the car was also broken into because if it was, you have to have a pass to get out of the garage. Right, to open the gate. Right. So 
that also didn't happen. So now I'm in like just trying to figure out what in the world is going on here. So I go down and I think there's I try to go down to the uh, center. There's like a center where someone is supposed to be in our parking garage. It's supposed to be a security of some sort. The gatekeeper. There's no one there. Oh. And very rarely, it seems like anymore, is there actually someone in the actual spot? So I'm like, okay, now I don't know what to do. So I go up to our front desk in the MS lobby and I tell lovely Teresa, who was the poor lady who just a week ago had to deliver the prank sex toy that was uh, a to tube yeah. that was mailed to me with, yeah. that didn't actually have a to, uh, toy in it. Um, I said, you're going to think I'm losing my mind, <laughs> but I think perhaps my car was stolen. <laughs> And she's looking at me like, you have lost your mind because no one would steal a car out of the garage because, dumbass, there's no way to get out of there. And, and especially I, no one stealing your car. I said, I know this sounds totally illogical and totally irrational, mm -hmm. but my car, mm -hmm. it is though, it is like entered the Bermuda Triangle in that parking garage at some point and has just disappeared. <laughs> and so she tries to call the front desk at the garage. I said, there's no one there. There's no one there. She calls someone else. Can't get an answer there. Mm -hmm. Finally, she calls some sort of security personnel of some sort, and that person did pick up the phone and probably was thinking the same thing that she was thinking, there's no way dumbass someone stole your car in the parking garage. <laughs> she says, okay, I'll be on my way. So I said, okay, I'm going to leave my stuff here yeah. next to you, and I'm going to go walk around and see if I can figure out what in the world has gone on. So I go back up to the original spot. The car is not there still. So I thought, okay, I, I'm rechecking myself. I'm not panicking yet because I said there is no way yeah. there, there's something amiss here. So it's not there. So now I don't have all my stuff with me, so it's easier for me to walk around. So I start walking around, no car, no car, no car. And then there's my car. <laughs> On the lo level lower than... Where, you're, where you normally park. Where I normally park, yeah. which I've never done that. Like in all of the years... Uh -huh. So I'm blaming this new diet I'm I'm on, in which I have lost like four pounds. But it is that diet where you don't consume sugar. Are you doing keto? Well, it's not really a whole keto because I'm not nearly dedicated enough to do that. But I've really cut back. So you had a little brain fog. Going so I'm on. thinking that I made. I was so focused on this show mm -hmm. and dedication. Yeah. That I totally humiliated myself. Mm -hmm in front of a, uh, multiple co-workers and I had to go back to the poor Teresa who works up front and say I'm terribly sorry for wasting your time found the car I found my car and so from now in honor of that I feel like God was telling me Rob you were supposed to now park in this spot going forward and I want to make very clear that you knew this was the spot you were supposed to park in so now I'm just parking in that spot going forward so you changed spots yeah I did Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. And I feel terrible for whoever that poor security person was who got that phone call. Mm -hmm. I hope you didn't have to leave your office or residence or whatever. <laughs> it's 100% my fault. Hope you didn't actually have to work that day. Uh, because have of, you ever done that? Because of Airhead over here. No, but, but I did try to get into the wrong car this weekend. Went <laughs> went to the Apple Orchard, um, Jacobs, I believe it yeah. is, um, up closer to Anderson. Uh -huh. And when we went to leave, I tried to get into the wrong car. <laughs> did you? Because it looked similar? Like, they're all silver. Yeah. Every car is silver now, yeah. it seems like. And I just was, that's uh, same thing. I thought, oh, this is the spot. This is where we parked. And no, uh, Jim looked at me and he goes, wrong car. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. But have you ever parked and then get out of your car, come into work and kind of look around and think, how did I get here? <laughs> like, I don't remember driving into work today. Well, that's an interesting point. So I look, I, I, I 
felt horrific, and I said, the only way I'm going to feel better about this is if I tell the entire world <laughs> what a complete moron I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and again, I don't have one of those little clicky things. Yeah. I only have a See, car I do that, key. like, if I'm in a Target or something and I don't remember where I parked, I just hit that alarm nonstop, and I track it down by sound. Yeah. All right. You Com- don't have one of those. No. You should get one. All right. Coming up next, Casey, did you know that there is a Secretary of State's debate tonight? I did know that. And you know who's not participating? Oh, well, we'll share that with everyone coming up. I bet they can guess. Yes, our old friend Evan McMahon from the Indiana Libertarian Party will join us. It's coming up next on 93 WIBC. The Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob and Casey. Yes. Were you aware that there is a debate tonight for the Indiana Secretary of State candidates? I was aware. You know how I found out? How? You told me in the hallway about five minutes ago. Yes, because you would think... (laughs) There'd be big publicity for it, right? Well, some of the candidates are promoting it because some of the candidates will be there. And even though this is going to be broadcast all over the internet, it's going to be on some local PBS stations, it's going to be on statewide radio, the Republican... Republican candidate Diego Morales Mm. is refusing to participate. You know who will be there? Yes. Jeff Maurer. Yes, the Libertarian candidate for Secretary of State. And the Libertarians, of course, are making big progress in the state of Indiana. And so I thought in honor of Diego no-showing the Mm -hmm. statewide Secretary of State debate, let's bring on Evan McMahon. He is the chairman of the Libertarian Party of the state of Indiana. Joining us on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Evan, how's it going? Great. It's a wonderful day in Indiana. Okay, so let's talk about the debate tonight. Have you ever seen a candidate like Diego who refuses to participate in absolutely anything? You know, I've been involved in politics since I was a small child, literally volunteering on a a family friend's campaign when I was uh, a really little kid. And I've I've never seen anything like this, Um, you know, especially when you have somebody who has all of these challenges made against them, these accusations about their work history, their, you know, possibly exaggerated military career, you know, their employment, all of these things, the the recent, you know, Me Too scandal that came out, all of these things say you should be wanting to talk to the press. You should be wanting to to share your ideas on the debate stage. But it's it's a duck and run. And I just, I don't think I've ever seen anything to this caliber before, at least not here in Indiana. Why is he doing, like, I just posted this earlier this morning. How is it even possible to screw up a Secretary of State debate? Like, I don't understand what he's even running from because you're talking about elections. You're talking about, you know, your views on business licensure. It's not like you're going to get drugged down in abortion or tax policy. It's almost impossible to screw up. And yet he won't go on the stage. Well, you know, first of all, I, I think you're wrong about that part. I think abortion is probably going to come up in it, as one of the candidates has made that a centerpiece of their campaign, um, you know, devastating wells. Um, but, you know, th- those issues are going to come up. They typically do come up in a debate regardless of what you're, you're campaigning for. I've seen people running for a township office be asked about, you know, interventionalism in other countries uh, and, and abortion. Like, they have anything to do with either of those. So it's probably likely going to come up. However, you know, I look at it like this, and if, if I was a Republican strategist, I would probably tell Diego not to debate either. He only loses by going on the debate stage. 
um, you know, he's going to be questioned about these things. And if his answers are anything like he's given to the press, which is basically you have to go ask somebody else if I'm telling the truth or not, um, you know, you're not going to look good on the stage. Um also, considering he's reversed his positions a couple of times, he said one thing to the delegates when he was trying to get the Republican Party's nomination, and now he's saying different things mm-hmm. uh, when he's out campaigning. Uh, so, you know, it probably is best for him to only talk to Republicans, as he said he's going to, uh, and to avoid the press at all costs. He's, he's counting on straight-ticket voting uh, carrying the day for him. I just don't know if if that's going to be a strategy that wins, but it's probably the absolute best one they can put forward. Evan, you mentioned straight ticket voting, and for years and years and years and years, we've been under the assumption that we're a two-party system. Enter the Libertarian Party. And with things like taxes, inflation, the economy... Uh, crime, let's see, education, even health care and gun ownership. Just give us a broad 30,000-foot view. Where does the Libertarian Party stand on any one of these issues? Don't hurt people. Don't take their stuff. That is the creed of the Libertarian Party. Don't use the government to force your ideas and and your preferred way of life on other people. You live your life how you want to, and as long as I'm not crossing into your life or your property, I get to live my life how I want to. Low government, little to no taxes – that's the creed of the the Libertarian Party of Indiana. And unfortunately, you know, people – constantly say they're not happy with the things in indiana they're not happy with the crime they're not happy with how higher taxes are they're not happy with the horrible business environment that we have that is just unfriendly to indiana businesses uh favoring out of state or out of country corporations coming in with uh statewide subsidies and i would just remind people that the democrats in this state actually hold very little power they make up a small minority in the legislature. You've been under a supermajority Republican regime for over a decade. Are your taxes lower? No. Have your gun rights expanded once, and it took you know eight years to get it done uh, with the constitutional carry. But the Republicans have passed red flag laws. They've, they've passed all kinds of horrible anti-liberty, anti-freedom bills, run up the taxes, but yet People seem to want to blame the Democrats for something that the Democrats, while they probably do support it, don't have any control to stop it or change it. Evan McMahon is our guest. He is the head of the Libertarian Party of the state of Indiana. We've talked about this quite a bit, Evan, and we'll talk about the U.S. Senate race here in just a second. But the Secretary of State's race is the most important thing you will vote on. If the Libertarians get 10 percent, they get primary ballot access. It totally changes the ability to hold Republicans accountable. And you intend to do something that will be groundbreaking if you get the 10 percent. You have announced you guys will file a lawsuit based on ballot access laws in this state, which would actually help every single Republican running for statewide office explain. So, you know, with the, with the, the primary system, it's not party members. It's, it's publicly funded. Uh, you know, so the taxpayers are paying for political parties to choose their candidate. Um, and as a libertarian, I don't want, you know, some guy down the street that doesn't know anything about what libertarianism is deciding who our, you know, banner carrier is, who is our torchbearer of the Libertarian Party. Uh, so we, we think that uh, the political parties should, you know, choose. 
they should choose if they want to be in a primary or they want to do what we've been doing since 1974 here in Indiana, which is we have a privately funded convention where we bring our members, the people who are actually dues-paying members of the state party, uh, chosen by their local county party, come and they select their nominees. They select their officers for state office. You know, we pick it ourselves, and we don't ask anybody to pay for it. We just ask our members to pay for it, and they're happy to do it. We've been doing it since 1974. So, you know, that's that's my concern. That's, uh, you know, where we stand on it. And, uh, you know, probably November 10th, when, Jay, when uh, Jeff uh, really tears it up in the SOS race, uh, we'll be filing that lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So— Evan, that leads me to my next question. I'm curious. If you listen to Kendall and Casey at any point at all, you realize there are two big names in the Libertarian Party right now, Jeff Maurer and also James Seniak. How do you feel about their performance at this stage? You know, this has been a... this is the goal year. This is the year that sets the bar for other every every other campaign in future years. You know, uh, Donald Rainwater was an amazing candidate, a great libertarian who ran in 2020. He got almost 12 percent of the vote, uh, came in second place in a three-way race in a third of the counties. That's 33 counties in Indiana. He did great. Jeff uh, Moore and James Siniak have just just they out campaigned Don Rainwater. OK, uh, they have been to every event typically together. Uh, They've gone to town halls. They they participated in 17-town forums. They've gone to just every single event that they can possibly go to. And they've been getting really good media coverage. You know, for the the first time in many years, we got a positive story about uh, our our candidate in the Indy Star. And it was a great, great article uh, uh, written by Miss uh, uh, Dwyer, I believe her name is, um, at the Indy Star, featuring it was in Sunday's paper. It was great. This has been the moment and our candidates have been standing up and they've been firm on their issues they've not been wishy-washy or flip-floppy they've been resolute and bringing it from a very libertarian standpoint and they're just getting enthusiasm from the voters uh, i hear from veterans every day call into the state party and tell us how they're supporting james siniak because siniak actually believes in vet care while you know while uh, todd young may be a veteran himself as a former marine He's not done anything to help veterans in Indiana. So they're, they're, you know, people are waking up. And uh, it's, you know, Jeff and James going out and doing the hard work of retail politics, shaking hands and, uh, you know, kissing babies. Todd Young was in the Marines? <laughs> I know. It's a shock, isn't it? <laughs> we should talk about that more. I think we should let people know that. Evan McMahon, chairman of the Indiana Libertarian Party. Thank you, uh, my friend. Appreciate you spending a few moments with us. Absolutely. Thank you, Rob and Casey. 93 WIBC, it's Kendall and Casey Show.